Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Get in touch with Evan Orvath or contact one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecast or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to go check them out and use promo code BFP123 for $5 off your shipping costs on orders over $20. We would also like to thank Any Racing News, The Graphics Coop, and Daniel Eugene Photography for their support, and of course, the pals over on Patreon. If you haven't yet, go over to patreon.com slash blackflaggedpodcast and subscribe for $4.69 a month. You get some merchandise discounts, some monthly giveaways, and of course, some exclusive content. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provision away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good uh, all right uh so, so uh boys and girls this is going to be episode 168 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn that is at c sanborn iii uh to my left is bradley saucier at b sauce 96 and to his left is bobby timmons your most recent smack 350 super modified winner at the hudson speedway that's at bobby timmons 13 together we are at black flag pod on all things social media so, boys, let's just get right down to it. There was a lot of racing this weekend. Bobby, bad language on the microphone. That's all right. We'll allow it. Fuck it. Um, let's start with Friday. What did we do Friday? You Bartlett guys. Bridge. We did. All of us. The three of us. Muddy. It was damp. Very moist. <laughs> it was essentially raining, but it wasn't. Uh, but Bradley, second time out on the microphone. Hot mic. Uh, you didn't. You didn't do a fuck up. No, I, I have yet to do a fuck-up. I'm two for two. That's awesome. Um, we'll say that the uh, the nerves were running through my veins from uh, the minute that I was told that the off button on my mic didn't work until the end of the night. Um, I was basically on the way into the booth and was like, hey, so by the way, just uh, whoever's on the left, um, the off button doesn't work, so you're just going to have a hot mic all night. And I was like, oh, okay, good. So now instead of me... Um, behaving for the times that my mic is on, I now have to actually behave for three hours. So um, luckily I was able to do that. Yeah, muddy. Didn't even know until the intermission that it was like clouding outside. Oh, that mist was, that. The mist was a real son of a bitch. Yeah, it was it, it was flags like were like about. throwing water. It was watered. I got like <laughs> dirt specific flags. They're made out of like nylon so that they can withstand moisture and mud and dirt. And, and like they were like just collecting water and then whipping water off it when I'd wave them. It was... Not ideal for uh, dirt racing conditions. No, no. Uh, I think we nailed it, though. A little bit more of a fuck show this time than opening night. Things That's didn't right. quite go as smoothly. Um, you'll have that. The races almost didn't even happen. They uh, anticipated being drier and warmer than it did. The track was too wet, and at noontime on Friday, Bill was like, yeah, fuck this. We're not doing it. And Eddie wouldn't let him give up. Hindsight. It wouldn't have been the end of the world if they didn't race. The track was tough. It was very soft, so it was very rough. Um, it never dried out. A lot of potholes. And then when the, not even just holes, they were just like washboard effects yeah. that never smoothed out. And then factor in that the sun never really came out all afternoon, and then it got just misty fog 
pretty much rain. It might as well have been raining. Yeah, it it was. I don't know, three hundred percent humidity. Yeah, I guess you could say it was very with, moist without technically raining. Yeah, but, it was. Uh, it was for sure moisturizing. Um, okay. All right. The races went okay. <laughs> um, we knew that we couldn't stop. Like we could, the carts needed to be going and needed to be racing. And the track would actually stay like tacky, sticky. But once you, if you stopped for any amount of time, it would it would get start to get slippery and. And it's it's not like just straight dirt either. Uh, for it's, for yeah. people who haven't gone, it's more of like a clay. It's clay, yeah. So it, it does get like slippery if it just right. holds the moisture like right. it did. It, it didn't really tack up all that much. It yeah. just seemed like it was sliding around all over the place. But uh, did we, get the show in. We withstood a one red flag situation. Poor little buddy got spun, <laughs> hit head on, and he come to rest. And his visor to his helmet was down by his feet. And just tears. And his I'm, head wasn't though. Let's no, just his, just his visor to his helmet. So he obviously got got a little whip, but kids crying, and I'm like, duh, 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 I don't know what to do. <laughs> Fucking medic, come help us. We have a crying child. He was fine. Little buddy was okay. Um, and then <laughs> earlier in the night, I laughed like hell. I think it was in a heat race. A go kart goes off the top of the three turn, like in the air. And I had the yellow out, but like the last thing this kid saw before going through the fence was the yellow light that he also knocked over because I hit it. Like I had the yellow lights on before he hit the pole, <laughs> goes through the guard, like the wooden guardrail and like stops immediately. And Rusty comes on the radio and goes, we should probably go red to fix the wall. I go, you should probably uh, fucking go over there and see if the kid's okay before you do anything. <laughs> He's just waving the yellow like, oh, we got to spin at the top. And I'm like, no, the kid just fucking went through the wall. Get over there. I mean, it, it was, was fine. I'm like, well, you don't know that. It was pretty scary from where we were sitting. We could not have been sitting farther away. The kid literally went straight when you're supposed to left and uh, the fun fact about banked racetracks is when you get to the other side of the bank it's a ramp <laughs> yeah and there's a bit, quite a bit of a drop off too a bit of a drop off you're going and there they're cruising too that kid was cars. okay he actually tried i think he finished the heat race I yeah think they peeled him out of the wood <laughs> yeah. he kept going but. there's some tough kids over there i've seen some some massive there was a massive hit in practice week one and the kid just all of a sudden you just see the kid walking by as they're like taking his go-kart out things like in pieces um <laughs> but you know the kid was fine so yeah remember tough. i remember last year uh Ben Gammon in the three. He fucking flipped like... I think twice in the first three, three laps. Yeah. <laughs> Two or three times in the same fucking race and then still finished like third somehow. Yeah. And then won the next week. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to fuck with that kid yeah, I'm pretty all. sure he flipped like on lap one, turn one and like got his marbles back together and like four laps later <laughs> fucking did it again. <laughs> Change my tires. Uh, it's like Charlie said, still finish the race. He's yeah. got the three on there for a reason. He is Dale. Yeah. He is Dale. He had a Wrangler paint scheme last year. It was blue and yellow. This Ooh. year he's got the Dale Jr. like red deal. It, yeah. it, it's a sharp looking go-kart. But, uh, and he was no, a winner. Uh, he was a winner last Friday night. He was. Uh, so, uh, no, record-breaking night, though. I think we had yeah, 79. 70, 79 go-karts in the pit area. It's a lot of fucking go-karts. Yep. Yeah, And uh, still got the show in. I'd like to be done by 10. It was 10.04. But, well, we were done by nine fifteen last week. So nine forty five, same thing. But, uh, yeah. but no, it was, it was overall <laughs> like it wasn't perfect. Um, but we uh, we were up against it a little bit this week. But uh, with the amount of chaos that was ensuing, it's uh, shocking that we were even done at ten oh four. It was chaotic a few times, yeah. especially considering how the first week went. The wing was... champs. So what happened in the wing champ carts um, on opening night, Kevin Rumry, he had mixed up some tires with his daughter's go-kart and this compound rule, so he ended up getting disqualified after finishing second, which meant he's last in points. 
which puts him on the pole. Far and above. I mean, he finished second on open night for a reason because he's one of the best in the division. So he lapped up to fifth in the wing champ cards, and that was chaos. I was about ready to throw the passing flag at some of these guys because <laughs> guys that don't normally get overlapped were going to get overlapped because they were starting 16th, 17th, 18th, mm-hmm. and uh, and that caused all kinds of scoring confusion for some reason that we were <clears throat> diagnosing yesterday. Uh, still uh, haven't really got to the bottom of that. A lot but. of people that have been racing longer than we've been alive, Bob, that are very confused as to how being a lap down works. Yeah. And, uh, that's... yeah, I didn't quite understand it either, but I'll look into it some more and try to see if they have a legitimate gripe or not, but it didn't seem like it to me. I, I didn't think so either. But well, uh, We'd be remiss to not bring up Nate Barth winning in uh, the Jeremy mm-hmm. DeCourcy uh, yep, scheme. Yep, start to, uh, start to um, the two times I teared up over the weekend. That was the first one. Yep. I was seeing how happy Nate was to, to get a win with Jeremy's paint scheme. Um, you know, everyone does like to accuse us of favoring the Barths because we are friends with them. But I normally I just do the checker flag and a fist bump to every winner. But when, when Nate, um, stopped to get the flag, you know, it was like a full on dap up, pat him on the head. That's why you favor that friggin' bath kid. So, Oh, we've been, we've been accused of that. I have. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, so anyway, uh, no, great night at Bartlett. Uh, off week this week, going back in two we weeks. Have, we do have an off week this week, uh, so no go-karts. Go-karts are at Richmond Friday night. If, you, if you're a go-kart and son of a bitch, you can go up to Richmond on Friday and check that out. Also known as LST, LST Motorsports Park. It'll forever be Richmond to me. Yeah, I'll never get Richmond over it. Richmond Karting Speedway. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Saturday happened, and you boys went to Lee, and I looked like I missed quite a bit. I think I missed some of it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also think that I missed a little bit of it. Um, alcohol believed to be a factor. We, uh, yeah. So I woke up at the crack ass of early and was like, "I'm going to be on the road by nine. Um, was on the road a little bit before nine. Actually, went all the way down to Lee. Kind of just got you know checked in. Um, went to go set up a tent out back because uh, I had done that the last time. I actually planned on staying over the night at Lee and um, had an absolute fucking conniption because my tent was just being a son of a bitch and I fucking threw the thing back in my truck or my the back of my fucking car, whatever, and uh, wandered into the pits, just kind of started you know, talking to people, shooting the shit, went into uh, the bar and saved a picnic table by about 9.10, um, as one does, especially when you know that you're going to have a full bar you want to be able to see. So we reserved one of those tables and uh, kind of just went around and hung out until Bob showed up, and then uh, we proceeded to try to get some driver uh, well, we tried to interview some drivers and we basically, we wanted to get Doug Kobe either f- first or second, essentially. And so we're over in the, the mod pit, whatever. Looking and, like an absolute couple of just dweebs. Yeah. Yeah. Just you, two fucking kids that are, don't even know what direction the cars go around the racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. You, you cannot, there's nothing cool about standing around with a fucking camera and a microphone, just like, like. Uh, basically like fucking will when he gets out and Compton or wherever he went <laughs> like just fucking ooh, look at this shit and so we're like waiting for doug to get out of his trailer and um so we, we ended up waiting there for like five minutes and we're like ah let's just go check out the granite state stuff so we go down and check out the granite state stuff oh no wait we're, so we went down to go interview granite state drivers to work our way back yeah and we we caught up with cruise first yeah, but somehow somehow we got all fucked up. We went <laughs> I watched that video and I fucking died laughing. We, we went over He thought it was as funny as we did. <laughs> we went okay. over to the 
told like I think we just wandered around the pit area once. We went to go see. Oh no, I went to go give Rusty a T-shirt. That's what I did. And then we went back to the mod pit to go try to interview drivers. And the minute that we got over there, they were doing a driver's, driver's meeting. meeting. Right. Well, so well, we're like, a bad okay. time. <laughs> so we waited for legitimately ten minutes. And the driver's meeting was still going on. So Bob and I looked at each other. We're like, let's fucking go. Like, let's just go inter- interview the Granite State guys. So naturally, we go over. We interview Brian and. Literally, the minute we're done interviewing him, everyone is walking into a driver's meeting for Granite State. So we're like, awesome. This is great. So we kind of just kind of hung around for a little bit. And uh, I think we wandered back to go interview Steve Dickey, interviewed a couple other guys, made our way back down, interviewed Dylan Estrella. And yeah, we interviewed the Jet and uh, uh, ended with Doug Kobe, obviously. Interviewed interviewed Luke Luke Hinkley. Hinkley, That was the first time Bobby met him. They hit it off pretty good. Um, I mean, you love a guy that's a number 31, even though I'm not a 31 anymore. I'm still a little bit of love for the number 31. He had a big old BFP sticker. He's always repped the BFP stickers on the B pillar. his wife put it on. Shout out to them. He had a nice one on the quarter panel, too, now. So... uh, yeah, we interviewed a bunch of guys, and uh, that yeah. So we basically Wednesday, I think, or maybe it was even when we were uh, Tuesday, and we were sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings. Bob and I were like, we're like, yeah, who are we gonna interview? Uh, we're definitely gonna go get uh, Doug Kobe. And Bob's like, I think I want to go interview Doug Kobe and just straight up interview him like he's actually Jimmy Blewett. <laughs> And I was like, that'd be, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. We should do that. And then I was just like, I'll just fucking call him Mike Christopher. Like that works perfect. And uh, so we go over to interview Doug, and. Uh, so, Bob, I think like you said, what, like, you're definitely going to hate us by the end of this or something like that? <laughs> so he was talking to Kevin Rice. <clears throat> Kevin Rice is a news reporter and, and does a lot of work behind the scenes for these modified races. So we politely, I was like, oh, perfect. At least he's already doing media. So we'll politely wait. So I'm standing there, microphone in my hand. Might as, I felt like I had my T-shirt tucked into my underwear, even though I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's, hey, how's it going, man? Shakes my hand. And I was like... All right, we don't know each other, but yeah, what's up, dog? Like a uh, couple minutes of your time? He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And um, immediately you hear, he's like, yeah, probably not going to do this right now. They fired his car up as we were standing right next to it. It's like, oh, fuck, all right, let's re- relocate. So we moved down away, away from the cars, and we're just we're uh, shooting the shit back and forth, and he said something about a fucking couple of guys with a podcast, and I'm like, yeah, you're for sure not going to like us when we're done this. <laughs> Yeah. And I opened the interview with, so we're down here with Jimmy Blewett. Jimmy, uh, looking to get a win here at least speed. You're not Jimmy Blewett. <laughs> yeah, I was I was fully prepared that Bob was going to go the whole interview, like, legitimately I just I chickened calling. out a little bit. But <laughs> I also didn't know that he didn't know Doug at the time. Like, so the only time I that I... know who he was, but I've never met him before yeah, yeah. I talked to him. The only time I've ever really talked to him was interviewing him at SRX, and I don't even think that I said anything because, like, at the time, I didn't actually know him, but then I talked to him then, talked to him, you know, a couple open shows down there, and then at the, uh, at the, uh, Spring Sizzler, I walked by him in the pit area, you know, dressed like I fucking normally do, just, like, nice clothing, kind of, not really, fucking white I'm... shoes and, like, uh, you know, cargo shorts on and uh he just goes man you look like you're on vacation and i was like doug i'm always on vacation <laughs> just kept on walking <laughs> and uh you know so i got that was like probably the first time i'd ever really talked to him other than with a microphone in my hand so then yeah we go over and and basically hit it off immediately when he's just like yeah, super a couple cool fucking fella. idiots with a podcast he's, you know, he's, we get to get into it yeah you know I've, I've come here before a few times and every time i'm here i fucking suck and i'm like yeah i love that yeah he's so. he's one of us for sure he can stay so uh didn't hurt any of our feelings to see him pick up the big dub later on in the night. So so how was the event? It looked like the place was fucking packed. Um, we are always quick to shit all over Lee Speedway for running on Southern Time. 
<laughs> and they were ahead of schedule. So props to them. They got everything in in a timely manner. It was a great show. Good little crowd. The bar was fucking jam-packed, which is why I think I missed most of the modified race because I was just socializing. Mm-hmm. Saw a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while. Made some new friends, uh, some friends of the program. Um, you know, Brad and I had said we would buy beers for people who are Patreon subscribers. I think they ended up buying us beers. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely uh, like, uh, well, so first off, Joey DeWiron goes out there, wins the Grand Estate race after taking stickers at Bar- Bartlett the night before. He asked for stickers for the 21 car that he raced at Oxford, and I uh, gave him two, and he's like, oh, I'll probably put these on tomorrow. He's like, but if I wreck the thing, I'm not going to put them on the 21. And I was like, well, here's four. And he ended <laughs> up putting them on the 73, went out there, and uh, kind of dick stomped the field. <clears throat> Brian Kruzak led like 75 laps or something like that. Yeah, Brian led a fair late. amount, but you could just tell that Joey just was waiting, waiting, yeah. waiting, and when it was time to pull the trigger, he, he let it fly and, and – uh, Pretty easily drove around Brian. Yeah, there's a pretty late race restart. I was kind of hoping that there wasn't going to be a caution because uh, Joey was going to catch him naturally um, with lap traffic and just the fact that Brian's tires seemed to be falling off. I think he said he got tight on Facebook or something like that. But um, yeah, so granted, say everything everything yes at, uh, at Lee on Saturday went perfect. I mean, uh, so smooth that there was a bunch of people that were like, going to come to the uh, to the track a little little late and just try to try to catch the mod race. And uh, so they're like, hey, where are we on the schedule? And I was like, well, they just moved the mod race ahead a half an hour. And they're like, well, shit, now we can't even show up. Yeah, so. the, the modified race was slated to go green at 7 on Flow Racing. Well, they're on before, I think it was before 6, on the front stretch, staged, ready to go. Yeah, which yeah. is very unlee-like. And then I think right about, like, Brad said, I think probably 6.15, 6.20, they announced, oh, we're just going to start this at 6.30 because there's no sense to make everybody fucking wait. You guys have been here all day. Yeah, and so not only that, but I did hear that uh, the actual Friday program that Lee typically runs, their their weekly show was done at 9.15 and something like that, 9.30. Even you know even 9.30 is pretty early night for uh, for a weekly show, really anywhere. Um, but yeah, so like Bobby said, the, the bar was packed, a lot of friends there. A lot of people, a lot of recognizable names. Uh, unfortunately, there was a handful of people that came up and just – like they know who we are obviously so like just went straight into like the hey man what's going on and didn't and like i'm too dumb to be like hey what's your name because like i at this point i'm like 11 beers in and like from it just applebee's um haven't even started drinking at lee yet and uh so there was a couple people that you know once they did introduce their names i was like oh yeah and then i stopped i'm like i'm pretty sure they're patreon subscribers but they definitely all bought us beers um so that promo i guess worked like a charm Uh, find us (laughs) next time maybe get two um if you're uh, one of those people that bought us beers for sure. But yeah, I mean, no, it, it, at one point at like three, when the heats rolled, I think Bobby and I looked at each other. We're like, man, I thought this place would be a little bit more packed, but then we kind of forgot that everyone was just going to do the double and go to star first. Cause star was, uh, you know, Bobby Weber was nice enough to move his program uh, ahead to 1230. And, um, once star filtered out, I think a lot of people actually came down just to specifically go to star and Lee at the same, you know, in the same day, just get a whole day full of racing, uh, nice weather outside and everything. So once star opened or emptied out, you could tell that they all just filled right into Lee. Um, the but- bar got, jam fucking packed that that was one thing i wanted to actually shout out i i on it like uh, unfortunately didn't get to partake in the events but um bobby weber and joe bassett both known for being strong personalities working together and making it a full day of racing at two different racetracks that are what 15 minutes apart from each other if, if that. that um so that's really really cool to see I, I, that's the shit that we that's what but that's what we're about you need you need tracks working together to make shit like that work um, you know, there's not a lot of new racetracks being built, so we got to keep the ones up that we still have and, uh, good on, good on Bobby Weber, good on Joe Bassett. I know that that Saturday deal kind of fucked up star a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that that was probably a NASCAR thing and not a, a Lee USA Speedway thing. So, 
uh good on you guys for working together and making that shit happen for a lot of people who uh got to see a lot of good racing it sounds like yeah i saw joe at <clears throat> joe was at hudson yesterday and i made sure to let him know it's a great job great show like you guys should be you guys should be proud of that and hopefully that's something they can build off of sounds like that's gonna happen again um date's not confirmed um i don't know if i'm breaking news i'm not supposed to but uh it sounds like that's gonna happen and we, obviously we can't they, say anything but some they have other bigger plans for the future yeah. some other cool stuff in the future yeah. yeah lee's uh yeah we're gonna have some fun at lee that's for sure um yeah joe joe came out after uh, hudson yesterday for a couple beers with us and uh, i was kind of just going over the whole event and uh talking about how friday went too so seems like an all-in-all successful weekend i think that um you know this is the momentum that lee needs to uh keep you know just showing people that this is you know the new <clears throat> standard i guess so fortunately uh, we're coming up here in a few weeks the smack series goes to lee and uh, it's a bartlett night so that'll be uh a night where charlie gets the flag yay <laughs> and brad will be by himself on the microphone no i recruited brandon lazat oh that'll it's, work he's that'll actually do. done that before he has done yeah, that he did that before Char- i think he did it with jeremy when yeah, i had to dip yeah. out yeah charlie yeah charlie said that uh he did that last year so i think he was the first one i talked to i think he's the only one i talked to i don't even know where i talked to him because um usually when i'm hanging around brandon there's a uh, alcaboos involved and you know one thing leads to another and uh i tend to forget but yeah no definitely talked to him at one point and uh I think he said he was in. Hope he said he was in. Um, but definitely sure signing him up for that. Saturday, shout out to Timmy Salamito, Natural Designs, and Carson Hosevar. Got us uh, some Peyton Strong t-shirts. A little gaggle of us had them on. And uh, this is where I had my stupid of the day. Brad was very adamant all day. We need to get a group picture at the end of the day with all of us that were wearing the, the t-shirts. Tommy Catalano, Jake Johnson, John West, Jesse, Ashley. I forget who else. A couple of people. Mitchie Bags. Mitchie Bags. Joey. Joey. Parker, all of them. We all had our shirts. Rusty, me, and so Brad's adamant. After the tour race, you know, let's get a picture. Let's get a picture. I don't know what happened. I don't know where I went wrong. I got don't you though? I got estranged <laughs> from the group and went back to alcohol. Believed to be a factor. Uh, <laughs> toxicology reports will uh, <laughs> confirm her tonight. <laughs> Did you die? Allegedly, almost. So, um. I was like, well, I'll just go meet Rusty um, in his truck. We had we had met up with Brandon Barker. Brandon finished third in the Grand State race. He's like, hey, we're all going to Bentley's. Um, Mike Maeda Jr., my whole team, all my guys, we're all going to Bentley's. And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, that's on the way home. Let's do that. And so I went to Rusty's truck and um, just fucking started sleeping. <laughs> took a, <laughs> took a yeah. nap. And Rusty calls me and he goes, dude, where are you? I was like, I'm in your truck, dude. Where are you? He's like, did you fucking forget about the group picture? I'm like. Oh yeah, we we could not have been more in like we were we were in like a damn near single file line coming out of the bar, and I literally remember looking at the back because I was the the leader of the line, and I saw Bobby, and I saw him take the left out of the bar where everyone else also took the left. We get all the way down to by the fence, and now there was like a handful of people that didn't buy a pit pass. So this is where the problem lied because I was just gonna go and go to either the three MA or the fifty four and be like, all right, let's take a picture of Tommy's car or Jake's car. And that just seemed to make sense. Well, a couple people didn't have pit passes. We're like, all right, pit entrance at that fence. We'll go get a picture. And so now the race just ended. I go running into the pits. I'm like, I'm going to go grab Jake. You know, someone fucking find Bobby. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to go get Tommy. So I go over and get Tommy. And I'm like, hey, can I borrow you? Like whenever you get a second, just like right over by the fence, we're going to take a picture. Uh, Because we're all in the same Snapchat group chat with Peyton and everything. So, and then now I'm trying to find Jake and I literally see Jake. I like turn my head for a second. Like I'm back over by the fence. I'm like, all right, did anyone find Bobby? Rusty's like, yeah, he was taking a fucking nap. I was like, Oh, sick. <laughs> so, so he's like, yeah, he's coming over. I'm like, all right. So I saw Jake. Then when I turn my head back around, he wasn't there anymore. And I'm like, fuck. 
So now I'm running into the pits again. I'm like, where the fuck is he? Everyone else is waiting on me now as I'm trying to like fucking orchestrate this whole deal. I completely forgot that Jake finished fifth and he was down in tech. So, um, that just turned around and I was like, all right, well, we're going to get a picture without Jake. Luckily he was wearing his, uh, t-shirt during our interview with him. So he was the only one that happened to be wearing the t-shirt. Well, actually the only group member that we interviewed. So that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he was the only one that had a t-shirt that day that wasn't in the picture. Um, Obviously, you got one, Charlie, but you were in a different location. So, yeah. yeah what were you doing Saturday, Charlie? Uh, Saturday, I was also, for whatever it's worth, wearing my Peyton Strong shirt. Um, I went to Wiscasset, and uh, we were part of a 24 car Super Street field uh, for the Market 27 Super Streets at Wiscasset. And uh, sports dunks. Yeah, you get it. And uh, I don't know. It was just a. It was kind of just a, a long day, really. I mean, we we unloaded, and we were just okay. Uh, just, I think at this point we're just kind of lacking raw speed. Uh, if anything, uh, I kind of get out of the car and I'm like, Maddie, there's really nothing wrong with it. It's just, I think that at this point we're getting out motored and we've had to knock the gear down a little bit cause we got just a little baby crate motor. And you know, if we kept the, the five thirty eights in it from Beach Ridge, that thing would eventually just scatter the parts all over down the backstretch. So, um, it, it's I don't know it's just one of those things where it's it's somewhat neutral uh, all the way through and it, I, I say this like we're awful too but we had you know 24 cars we were still like eighth or ninth on the speed charts in practice so it's not like we're completely out to lunch but you know I come out you know after practice I look at Matt he's like so what what can I do I was like Matt like it's that's kind of it that's kind of all she's got but uh we uh went out for the heat race we started third in the second heat finally moving up in the points a little bit uh, dropped back to the second heat, so that was good. Went from third to second. Uh, Michael Harrison beat us out. Uh, still a stout little 85 car that he has there. We were second. I believe Junebug was third. Uh, so that was going to put us, after people taking tail and whatever they do there, we ended up starting sixth uh, in the feature. And uh, went to fire off, and we over-adjusted a little bit. Um, just way too loose. Uh, all the way through the f- first little bit of a run that we had there. Um, and then, like, lap, I don't know, 11 or 12 or something like that, the uh, the Panhard bar decided to just not pan hard anymore. And, uh, pan soft. The uh, the rear end tried to exit the race car throughout the, uh, the, uh, the, the side of the car there, which is not ideal for turning left. Um, had to pull it in, and uh, essentially what had happened, the Heim just pulled right out of the, the bar there. So that was uh, just a tough break. Really nobody's fault. Just kind of, uh, you know, we're just cars just doing everything that we don't want it to do right now, and it's tough. But uh, really bad points night. I'm sure that we'll uh, start up front in the first heat again, and we'll be with the Naruto runners, as you said <laughs> last week. And, yeah, uh, why didn't that comment get everybody mad? That was fuck. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, my God. I'm still dealing with the caveman bullshit. That, that was... Some people took some wicked offense to that and still getting pulled aside and getting talked to about it and this, that, the other thing. And I just don't give a fuck. I really don't. Um, but yeah, uh, just tough break. We're going to go back in two weeks, see what we can do. But, uh, I don't know what we got. We got to put the car back together at this point. So we'll see what we have in two weeks. Yeah. That, uh, that seemed to be our Saturdays. I think that, uh, my Saturday, my Saturday ended pretty blurry, uh, yeah, we we did make yeah. it to Bentley's, and uh, I had a couple of waters, and that helped me feel just good enough to start drinking again. Uh, so I naturally ordered a Jack Sour, and then drank most of Rusty's Jack Sour, and then drank somebody else's vodka Red Bull, 
And um, so you mixed. Really wanted to go home and go to bed. And Rusty's like, "Hey, douchebag, you're the only one with a drink here. Um, we're waiting on you." And I didn't understand that apparently because we stayed there for another twenty <laughs> minutes after that. Um, tough to really operate like that, knowing the next day you have to race cars and it's going to be a hundred degrees outside. Well, you yeah. seem to do pretty good. Um, built different. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> built different is right. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, going back to you said Mikey Maeda Jr. was he the one that bought us all the beers? Or he had to have been okay because um, we were all in the we were all in the beer garden. I went over to like because Deej Trudeau had given you an extra little bit of money for your T-shirt and was like, "Hey, buy Brad a beer." Like, I don't Brad, think Brad, I Brad ever did. Beer. And you, no, you never did. But then <laughs> I walk over to you and I'm like, "Hey, where's my fucking beer?" Because it was like. 15 to go in the race and i was like i right, like you, you owe me a beer and uh then i i who i assume was mike maeta because you said it was mike maeta goes uh well here's 40 dollars. get us all beers and come back and he's like you just keep the change and i was like you should i'll bring the change back to you don't worry he's like no you keep the change and you just go you ever met mike maeta and i was like nope and i was like now i have though thank you appreciate it super Whenever cool bought, dude i bought beer growing up everyone. growing up obviously the Charlie can attest to this. The Mayettas were the Dale Earnhardt of fucking Beatrice. Literally, they ran number three and thirteen. Those were those fucking guys. Those the fucking guys. Yeah. And uh, so Mike Jr. I, but I like I didn't grow up watching a ton of racing at Beatrice. And when I did finally start going, they kind of were. They'd gone to Oxford and kind of branched off. But back in I don't know when he started racing. He started racing again anyway for Tom Nason. Well, you, you say that though, mm. but they they had like Mayetta down the backstretch, like they were on oh, like, yeah. the scoreboard. Like they like, were they that they were Beatridge Motor Speedway. They were those fucking guys. And yeah. also, it, uh, Mike Senior was a Scarborough cop, and uh, he did some pretty wild shit. Yeah. Apparently, so uh, irony. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. The two of them uh, won a lot of races, and I think Senior's got a shitload of championships too. So though. I'd never really known Mike Junior. And uh, I think it was 2014. We, I had my car and my super late model in the Augusta Car Show. I drove it up there by myself, unloaded it by myself, fucking drive it in, pushed it in. And I'm just sitting there, and it's like 9 in the morning. Show doesn't start till 4 in the afternoon. He comes over. He's like, you Bobby? I said, yeah. He's like, Mike Jr. It's nice to meet you. He's like, what um, what are you doing the rest of the day? I said, dear, I'm here till Sunday. He's like, let's go have breakfast. I'm like, I'm still a child at this point. Yeah. I was like 19 or 20. And, uh, like, all right. So we went to fucking Denny's and he bought me breakfast and then we stayed there for two hours and we've been pretty, pretty good pals ever since he, uh, when he got done driving for Tom, he literally drove to my shop on like a Wednesday and I uh, was like, I just had to come tell you that I'm getting done driving. I really enjoyed racing with you. And I just wanted to tell you in person. I didn't want to call you or nothing. And you know, all right, cool, Mike. And you know, hadn't really seen him a ton, but he's been, uh, he's been helping Brandon Barker and hanging out with those guys. So provided us with some entertainment the other night i have a i have a phone call from him at uh let's see here uh, miss call at ten fifty six saturday night so that must have been when i went to truck the second time <laughs> <laughs> it, it is always weird like kind of looking back like when when we were younger and now we have like the nate barths and the you know the spencer barths and that that generation i guess but when we used to be that age you know, we had like, you know, that was that fucking guy. That was Mikey Maeda. Like, right. that was that guy. You had Jason Fowler. That was that fucking guy. You had yeah. Joey Pastore. That was that fucking guy. And now all of a sudden you're just. Those fucking guys get you blackout wasted <laughs> in their living room. So you puke on their lawn. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a weird transition in life. <laughs> Pu- puked on and that's, and that's kind of why, like, it, 
it was I melted into his couch once. <laughs> I've definitely watched Mike Maeda race before, like a thousand percent. I just have never like I've always heard like the folklore almost and like I've never ever met him in person. So then you're like, You ever met Mike Maeda? And like I had to stop for a second and be like, Oh, that's that fucking guy. And like then I went over and got around. <laughs> oh, you would know so. if you met him. Yeah, he uh, yeah. guy's a riot. He's <laughs> yeah. an absolute riot. Uh, he's cool shit. And then uh the only other thing I had was uh yeah, I went on a, a nice solo date to Applebee's. It was awesome. Uh, I'd did, like to thank did, Robbie. Did the text go through? Uh, nope, nope. Actually, just uh, had a text come through, but I have my phone, uh, all my notifications on silent for mental health reasons. But that, um, that's so a, that's a joke for just Brad. And I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, just uh, just out of the blue, I decided that I was going to go to Applebee's by myself. So um, I just like that's not what happened. Show, well, I uh, showed up to Applebee's, and uh, luckily I got adopted for the night by Robbie Gordon Douglas and his family, and. Uh, Hung out with them. Super and a bunch of other nice. People. I'm so appreciative of Robbie Gordon Douglas flying up from Charlotte, North Carolina, just to watch me race yesterday. That was, it was really nice of me. Even wore your shirt. Yep. He came up for beers with the boys <laughs> and to watch Bobby race. I mean, that's you that's know, that's in dedication. To, in today's economy, yeah, where, <laughs> where things are expensive and we're still in a pandemic, he flew all the way up from North Carolina just to have some beers with the boys and watch me race. Well, uh, luckily, he didn't have to wear a mask on the flight, so that's awesome. Uh, I'm proud <laughs> proud of Robbie and uh, thank thankful for his hospitality on Saturday. But so while we were sitting there. Um, I proceeded to keep drinking um, on top of the 11 or 12 beers that I most definitely had in the bar, the just the Lee bar, not even Applebee's before, uh, not even the beers that I had uh, at the second Applebee's trip, which is now the one I'm talking about, but I had switched over to margaritas, and I just was sitting there at one point, and I look over, and uh, Jake Johnson and uh, you know his dad, his girlfriend Ray, and uh, his spotter, well, Ray Parent, his spotter, and uh, a couple other people, whatever, they're all sitting over at a table, like little diagonal Ray, to us. Ray might actually be Jake's girlfriend. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> hey, good for them. Uh, so our waitress comes over. The waitress that we had was easily the nicest waitress I've ever had at an Applebee's, which, I mean, that's which, actually saying something. And that Epic Applebee's doesn't have a good track record, or we don't have a good track record there. So, and, well, <laughs> I, I remember, only get asked to leave. <laughs> I remember very specifically last time we all went together as a unit. They immediately walked through the door, and the bartender or the waitress, like, across the other side of the building just says, off. Because she recognized exactly who we were, and that was uh, when we allegedly didn't tip somebody. Yeah. Um, and so, well, we most definitely did tip someone. We took. Yeah, we, I think we took care of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they, we fixed that later on down the road. Yeah. But. <laughs> uh, so, we're, you know, like like I said, we're sitting there, nicest girl, whatever. And so I'm looking over at Jake, and I'm like, I'm gonna send a beer over for Ryan Priest. And Robbie's like, what? And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna send a beer over. Tell the waitress to say this is for Ryan Priest and give it to Jake. So that's exactly what I proceeded to do, um, and uh, that somewhat backfired, I guess, a little bit. But I, I thought it was funny in the time, you know. After uh, after you know, sixteen, seventeen beers and a couple uh, spooky sips, those uh, you know, those those ideas tend to uh, tend to come out. So yeah, that was uh, that was the ending of my Saturday. Um, texts uh, are starting to come through, but like I said, notifications on silent. Uh, <laughs> Before we get into uh, Sunday and uh, what we all did and then the all-star race and whatever, uh, today's episode is, again, brought to you by Original Wheelman. Uh, Original Wheelman is here to serve... Oh, my God. No, I fucked up again. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Original Wheelman is here to provide any and all with a love for racing and apparel line they'll proudly wear anywhere and everywhere with a touch of class that still looks fast. OGW is here to make sure you look good when standing on the door in victory lane. Uh, even if, if Doug Kobe was wearing uh, OGW when he was standing on the door in, uh, in victory lane for SRX, he probably would have looked a lot better, you know, when that that door and, uh, latch deal didn't. I, I had said last week when you read the ads, uh, I superimposed after you said standing on the door, I said, or roll cage or wing, and uh, 
Guess what I got to fucking do yesterday? Stand on the roll cage after I won. Fuck yeah. I almost fell over. <laughs> yeah, it did look a little sketchy. The but... problem we have now is we run the wings so far back, like you can't really stand on the roll cage because it has your body bent at like a weird angle. And that, that celebration was going to go a lot better in my head. Um, and it didn't. It just all fell apart <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking yet. quickly. Uh, yeah, so what was your, uh, I mean, what, what else happened on Sunday? I mean, I just, all I did was uh, fucking show up way too early because I slept in a tent in the Lee parking lot. You uh, were there pretty early. I definitely, uh, actually, I guess the ending to my, it was more of a Sunday deal, but um, pitched a tent in the back of the Lee parking lot eventually. Uh, Can't do that f- in public. Figured out how to, well, I, sometimes those videos come on Twitter, you know? Wow, I, I um, And so... I woke up at like one thirty and blew the motor of every car in the shop. Let's just say that. Um, blew them up on the engine stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was oil everywhere. <laughs> it was not good. Um, really not good. Luckily, I was uh, I was tenting out alone and uh, got to the door hatch fucking pretty uh, pretty easily and accessibly. But yeah, I woke up at the crack ass of early, listening to someone's generator fucking bur- like s- just sweating because it was already so hot. And uh, packed up the tent like seven thirty eight. Fucking found a Dunkin' Donuts and uh, made my way over to Hudson. Got there by like nine. Um, was for sure the only one that didn't need to be there that was already there. And uh, kind of just moseyed on around all day. I walk in and Ben goes, "Oh boy, do we have a present for you today? Are you guys today talking about me and you, Charlie?" And uh, I'm like, "Oh yeah, what?" And he's like, "Oh the the VIP booth. I just got it all set up. He's like, got the air conditioner on in there. He's like, got that thing running. You can go sit inside there and uh, you can stand up on top. You stand up on top. It's fucking sick. You can see everything." And I'm like, "All right, all right." So we made our way up there. It actually was pretty sick. Um, and uh, I, just I apologize for not waving to you guys. I didn't know you were waving. I could oh. see you all up there, but <laughs> I. Uh, it looked like like the obvious like the the. St- st- I just stroked Did you just the fuck die? out. <laughs> the, the seating fuck? situation at Hudson is kind of high rise anyway. Yeah. And then then you add that on, and you stood on top of it. I was riding around under yellow, looking up like. My friends are 10 miles above me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like if anybody's never been to Hudson before, it is a very unique little mm, racetrack cut in out of a of, hill in terms of everything about it. Yeah. Um you're you're sitting anywhere you sit, you're looking down completely on the racetrack. There's really not a bad seat anywhere. Um No, I'm starting to uh starting to become quite fond of the old Hudson yeah, International. You're batting a thousand at this point? Or? I'm not. We went there in 2019 and I sucked pond water like <laughs> Harder than you could suck pond water, um, but the last two we were uh, we were feature winners. Um, just one of those days where everything that needed to go my way went my way, and I started off the day by walking through the front gate and uh, saw Brian Callen. Brian is an official at Lee, an official at the Smack Tour, and he's like, uh, well, "How are you feeling today?" I said, "You look uh, considerably more sober than the last time I saw you about twelve hours ago." I was like, yeah, they were we're in pretty rough shape this morning, and uh, Derek Griffith was sitting on the tire of the car he was running. He's like, yeah, you know, I got some Pedialyte or whatever if you need it. And he's like, you don't. You're a trained professional. <laughs> I said, yeah, this ain't my first big rodeo there, dog. We're going to be all right. Um, went out and practiced. Never really was the fastest car. Uh, we were top five in both rounds, but it, I knew what the car felt like last year, and I knew the feeling I was looking for in the car, and I knew we probably weren't going to be the fastest car, but... Everybody fights for grip at Hudson, especially in the supers, and I didn't. I could just stand on the gas pedal at any point, pretty tight through the center, um, which was where I was losing speed. But like I said, I just I knew we were going to be okay. The car was very stable, and um, I drew pill number one 
for the heat race. Uh, let me back it up. So we, uh, what am I? I think I'm forgetting something. I don't know. Anyways, another brain stroke. Drew, uh, number one pill for the heat race. Won the heat race pretty much without contestant. Um, but same thing. It's still a little tight. And Matt Caprera, uh, number 50 from New York. Super nice kid. Um, young, dirt kid. He finished second. And uh, naturally, him and I redraw the front row for the feature. Again, something else that needed to go my way um, was drawing the redraw. I mean, if you'd have drawn 10 or 11, I don't know if I win the race. Um, you know, there was some other cars that were pretty good there. So uh, I knew Matt was probably going to be on the hammer. He's a dirt guy, um, pretty young. Was Talked to him and his father for quite a bit before the features. Um, and I knew he was he was going to be he was going to be driving the thing hard. And, and um, so we dropped the green, and I didn't even really race him. I just kind of let him go. And uh, I cleared. I think Derek started third. I cleared, got in line, just rode second. And um, we got to about 10 laps in, and he had had a straightaway lead. And I could just see he was swatting flies in that thing, just fighting for his life. And I weren't even trying. And so about lap 15, I started to reel him in, caught him in lap 20, picked him behind a lap car, rolled around him on the top you know, pretty easily. And then just tried to control the race from there. It's you know, it's easy to control the race when you're the leader, obviously. I knew, you know, keeping an eye on the lap board, I saw that Mike Nettishin, the 55, had, had followed me through. He was second, and he was pretty good. He won his heat race. And um, they went. There was one caution on lap two, but other than that, it went, it went green uh, the whole way. I I kind of tried to calculate when the cars that were already a lap down were getting lapped by the cars I was about to lap. So it was very like very timing oriented and I kind of had to ride a little bit to let them clear those the 04 and the 7 because they were two laps down now I didn't want to catch them while they were all racing so that actually let Nettish and reel me in um, but we pretty much had no problem handling the lap traffic and it uh pretty solid day end of the day with a win and for sure just absolutely cranial meltdown in victory lane like couldn't even form a sentence then I'm never like that I'm not a big crier I'm never one that gets like that emotional, but I had gotten a sticker uh, for Jeremy from Dakota the day before Brad and I got them at Lee and I put that on and normally I put them on the outside of the car, but this one I put on the inside. So I saw it every time I got in the car and you can watch the interview. I tweeted it. Speed 51 had it. I, I don't even know what I was saying. I was yammering on and then eventually just started crying. <laughs> so tough, felt like a baby act bitch, but. It was uh it was good to win one for Jeremy. I know he uh he loved that place and, and he helped me a lot and that's actually where he made his debut in a super was this race a year ago, so um yeah. fitting. Yeah. Everything fitting. everything seemed fitting, like I said, and every little break went my way. I'm not religious or anything like that. Um, even though I did say a prayer with the racing with Jesus guys and everybody <laughs> laughed at me in my trailer. <laughs> but uh there's probably a reason everything went my way. You know, it's just and and it's so hard to win in racing. You guys know that, and you you need all that shit to go your way to win, and it did. Yeah, there was uh the ra- I mean it was a good race. Uh, obviously the fifty was dominant early, and uh, but you could kind of tell like you said he was he was gonna fall back to you, and he did fall back to you, and then he fell back past Mike, and then there was a time where I think Mike was probably overdriving a little bit, but he was basically right on your bumper, and it was like one you know one yeah, like, small like mistake. I, like and- I said, I I it it's very tough to do because you have no mirrors and radios but i had a pretty good idea of what pace i needed to run 
like I said, we had lapped Ken Goodrow in the seven, Nettie Humphrey in the 04. We'd already lapped them once, and I saw like a gaggle of like five cars I, I caught as that gaggle caught them too. So I said, I really need to time this so that those cars get in front of the seven and the 04 before I catch them because the last thing I want to do is get pinned in the wrong line, get stuck three wide, anything like that. So like I said, I backed the pace down a little bit, and that's what let Mike get to my back bumper i watched the race back this morning and i didn't he was actually closer than i anticipated um, but it all worked out um, drove through the lap traffic pretty easily and never really was in in question but Derek griffiths uh, 350 debut finished fourth probably at, well he definitely was, was going to be third he, he but. had got underneath and was wheel to wheel with caprera for third and uh basically it was a matter of was the lap car gonna go high or go low because they were both kind of looking, and the lap car went low, and Derek smoked him. <laughs> yeah. Well, was that was that when Derek like almost like went into turn three? I don't even know. I thought Derek was by himself. He went into turn three at one point. Yeah, I didn't. That it. one that wasn't on the video. Oh, you could okay. hear the announcer talk about it, but I yeah. somebody had said he had one corner. I think it was kind of two. It about got away from him. But. Yeah, yeah. It was either go- coming out of two or going into three. But he, uh, I mean, that lap car obviously didn't help. He would have ended up passing him there, but he was just right behind him. He's clearly faster than him, and. Uh, just, uh, made one mistake, I guess, and uh, almost lost it. But would have been third, but uh, fourth was obviously a good day for him. Uh, I think, especially after how the day started, didn't look like it was going to be. Uh, yeah, they were promising. fighting. They were fighting engine problems, and uh, you know, I talked to him after practice, and he's like, "Oh, it's a lot of fun." And he's a little out of my comfort zone, but like that's why I wanted to do it. And and uh, talked to him and Dahl after, and he said he had said he had a blast. So it was cool to see. Um, can't imagine that'll be the last time that happens. No, no. I think obviously Ben Bozowski probably had a hand in, in making that happen, which was cool for sure. Um, you know, it's never a bad day when you get a guy like Derek Griffith come race at your racetrack. No, no. Especially the hometown kid, get a crowd, a couple a uh, couple extra people in the stands. I'm I'm assuming that uh, we're all Derek Griffith fans. They were obviously selling T-shirts up there. A lot of a lot of older D- DG12 gear roaming around the grandstands, obviously. So. Got to yeah. give a shout out to Hollywood, the promoter. He uh, he unblocked <laughs> me on Facebook finally. Oh, had a boy, Bob. <laughs> they come over, so when you win the heat race, they have a little board um, with you know contingency stickers that says heat race winner, and they take your picture. And so he comes over and takes a picture, and I says, uh, "You gonna unblock me on Facebook so I can comment on this picture, or do I gotta earn that right back?" <laughs> and he just smirks and he's like, "I knew I fucking missed having you here, Bobby." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so all things all smooth over. It sounds like it was all good. We chatted earlier in the day, and and he's like, oh, you know, you just you like to talk smack." And I said, "Ain't that your ain't that your brand, James? Isn't that what you want?" Well, I just wish it'd be more positive, and, and I understand that. And and we talked with him and Johnny Burke, the series owner, and it was all good. I mean, we, I do support what those guys are doing. I just like I've said a thousand times, I was just butthurt I didn't get to race in Waterford last week, so. All in all, a good day. Still got accused of cheating by somebody. A oh. guy, the, a guy whose car doesn't even run, so he should probably worry about that. Not what I'm doing, but I'd gladly swap motors with him if he ever could find one that would run. Um, but <clears throat> his car was on the trailer for the feature, and mine was in victory lane. So it's usually those ones that have the the most things to say. I can see why he's worried about what I got going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll have that on them bigger jobs. You it was, will. It was fun that all you guys were there. Typically, when all my friends show up, is when. Uh, I ween step or something that goes haywire and uh, it wasn't we got a good old big gaggle photo in victory lane I don't know who I think that Nicholas Tito took it yeah. so we got to get our hands on that at some point yeah, you didn't flip no nope. so it was good nope, didn't flip but I don't even I, I did smash into Matt Caprera once pretty good we were we were fucking banging nerf bars but 
You'll have that when you're racing for the lead. Nerf and bang bars. Nerf. Yeah, if you will. <laughs> Episode 168, <laughs> Nerf and bang bars. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, anyone have any weapons of the week? Oh, I do. Would you like to share with us? Oh, no, 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 no. Was I, mean, I allowed to go? I mean, uh, the, the, this, this week's Weapon of the Week segment is brought to you by Devon Curit Trucking. Uh, contact them for uh, any snow plowing, uh, dump truck hauling, snow removal property services, uh, 207-590-0002, uh, or just go on uh, zeros in there, just go on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I believe it's a Devon Curit Facebook, uh, Trucking Facebook page. So uh, yeah, go over there and uh, give them a like. And if you need any of those services, be sure to check them out. I saw Devin at the uh, old Wiscouse at Speedway on Saturday. That was uh, good to catch up with him a little bit. He's got some got some cool stuff going on in his life right now. He's still working uh, for someone else. He's got an employee, though, working for him, and then he drives his own truck at night, and he's doing big things. So uh, good on Devin. Busy, busy. Yes. Uh, so my weapon of the week, uh, I'm going to have to uh, – I'm probably just going to take the low-hanging fruit there. Uh, Ross Chastain. Uh, the all-star race at Texas, uh, the unnecessary NASCAR race that they had this past weekend. Uh, Kyle Busch uh, leading the race, blows a right rear tire, saves it, uh, does a hell of a job not wrecking the car. Um, everybody else proceeds to get around him just fine, and Ross Chastain absolutely monster trucks him uh, going down the front stretch, wipes himself out, Kyle Busch, and Chase Elliott in the process. I know Bobby's butthurt about the Chase Elliott part, I'm sure. No, absolutely not. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't I don't know what happened. I mean, you, you look at it from a couple points, and you're like, dude, that was like seven years later. But then you look at the one coming head-on into it, and Kyle maybe came across the racetrack a little bit. But um, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a real big one. So, uh, in our group chat earlier, I said something about getting a weapon of the week, and uh, you were like, "Oh, dibs on Ross Chastain," and I was like, "Ah, oh, it makes sense. That's a, it's a good one right there." And um, then, uh, yeah, if you uh, watch that video, Kyle's yeah. basically along the wall and just hangs a left. Uh, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, he was significantly off the pace, especially how fast Ross fucking hit him. And uh, yeah, I don't, so I don't, I don't know how Ross didn't end. If Ross had flipped there, he was going to get punted into the catch fence. Um, I'm pretty sure, upside down, a little Ryan Newman action. But that, uh, yeah, that could have been a lot worse. It that was big. That was yeah, a huge. real big hit. It yeah. made for a wicked photo, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's the only other thing I've ever seen like that is remember that I think it was Brad Kozlowski fucking blew up at Charlotte coming down like through the trioval maybe it was even texas it was one of the two fucking cookie cutter mile and a half tracks and uh like blew up and was just completely off the pace down like literally in that exact same spot and there was like flame shooting out of his car and then all of a sudden i think chase fucking drove straight into the back of him because there was fucking oil and shit all down the racetrack um just one of those freak accidents that you only see uh, once every three or four years i guess um and uh yeah as, as someone who you know obviously i like chase um and I don't really like Kyle or Ross, but uh, as someone who had bet on William Byron at the beginning of the day, I was uh, halfway all right with uh, seeing that happen. Obviously, everyone was all right, and uh, I thought that uh, I looked pretty good because uh, William Byron was running fourth to basically those three, um, or at least two of those three, and I felt pretty good about it just uh, you know, for William Byron to just, uh, I don't know what happened, throw a parachute out and finish 11th so um took all the fast cars out thought the william byron was one of the fastest cars there and uh apparently it was not so tough uh tough look i was uh, excited to see that that happen uh, for my wallet and uh, my wallet just came back to bite me anyway so that's fine uh my weapon is uh rod snyder not rob uh rod i believe that is his name um the 76 modified 
at Mahoning Valley. Uh, I don't know if you saw this video that I had shared on the BFP Facebook page. Uh, just a dis- I mean, just listen to the video. I mean, it is disgusting. The sound that that car makes when it hits the wall is disgusting. It is. And so the reason why Rod Snyder is my weapon is because he is the one who absolutely junked this guy, Johnny Bennett. Um, they drive into turn three, and you can see that Johnny Bennett drives it in fucking deep because he's obviously driving he, you can see that he obviously drives it in deeper than the guys that are on his inside because he's running you know side by side for a second and the car behind him rod snyder or whatever just drives it in significantly deeper um and just gets into the back of him and then the you know johnny bennett just the thing snaps sideways he overcorrects it and fucking hits the wall and it just you literally that's one of those hits that you just cringe listening to um and obviously i know you know some people could just be like oh well, you're supposed to just let it go and fucking sideways like that because you know there's a possibility it's going to snap back it's like okay well he was side by side for second in like an eight nine car field he was if he was to let it go he was going to get fucking smoked by two people that were running double file behind him so um yeah just uh just a tough hit and that uh that guy's definitely getting my weapon of the week well mine's gonna go to uh <clears throat> excuse me oxford super late model john Rideout. i don't know what happened but uh david oliver he's my tenant also a friend of mine see a bunch of pictures on facebook from saturday night his shit absolutely wadded up don't know what happened because I, I haven't seen him but he commented on the photo album and he said ah yes when you easily miss the guy spinning in front of you clear him and three car lengths later the guy behind you decides it's go time drives right fucking over me upper lower tie rod rack shocks all junk plus half the body fucking sick so uh Shout out to that yeah. guy. Yeah, um, that looked pretty wicked. You don't really see Dave Oliver that tore up. Does not that tear often, up equipment so. at all, and uh, the thing's pretty wrecked. He's having a terrible year. He's not having any fun racing. He's pretty much made that known uh, to me <laughs> several times, and I have probably talked to him tomorrow. I assume he probably took today off to fix this mess because it is pretty tore up. Yeah, uh, the I think the low hanging fruit of uh, the weekend could have very easily been Jesse Abuji. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone yeah, has seen this the weekend video. seemed like it was nine days long and I had already forgot all about that. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> the, the, I guess I didn't see it. JJ Yaley gets, I don't even know exactly what happened. I just know that going through uh, the trial, JJ Yaley gets, gets absolutely a, a, fucking shit whipped. Attempted vehicular homicide. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, JJ Yaley hits a fucking ton. And then like every back marker car in the Xfinity field is now spinning through the trial. So, so the back and 30. you can see like literally there's like five cars that are now sideways on in the middle of the racetrack. There's like a blue car that's coming in a little bit later. And then there's Jesse Awuji who's like legitimately when JJ Yaley wrecked, there's no way that he was anywhere other than like way back in turn four. And they all start wrecking in front of him. Um, typically, if you have your eyes open, you can see that they're now wrecking in front of you. You usually like back it off. Even you know, if you don't brakes, have your eyes open, lift. you got a guy telling you that that stuff's going on. Yeah, typically. Um, you would think and, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but it was. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. We, we weren't watching that race obviously because we were, we went back to Lee at this point. But we watched the beginning of it, and uh, I, I I was already fucking peak Bradford, I guess, um, because we're sitting in Applebee's and. NBC or Fox Sports One, whatever, goes over and starts interviewing Emmett Smith, and I was like, "That man's getting scammed." <laughs> and the fucking table started laughing, and I was like, "I don't know that I needed to say that like that loud in public, but that's fine." Um, and so yeah, then obviously we get off, uh, get out, or get out of the races at Lee. I go back to Albies, and basically sitting there, and I see a couch racer shared the video of Jesse Awuji entering a wreck, fucking thirty seconds after it started. So it's a lot like um, that uh, Irwindale video, that late model. Oh my that god! Guy, that guy that hit was that this week? About seven minutes <laughs> after the wreck happened. Oh, oh my god! Frankie Nunez, poor fucking Malcolm gets 
absolutely fucking punted into the wall. Backs the thing in. I mean, needs a rear clip, thousand percent. And then you're just like, oh, like was Malcolm in the middle? Life is unfair. <laughs> you're not the boss of me now. No. <laughs> <laughs> because it's pretty unfair to that guy. It wasn't Frankie, but it was fucking the dude that was now sitting, looking straight at the wall. It's like, all right. It was about fine. an hour. <laughs> like, legitimately. That guy might have had his belts undone. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. probably starting to get out of the car. That's how late that fucking hit was. <laughs> and he <laughs> just absolutely fucking smoked that car right on the chip. I'm, yeah. I'm like, that was just egregious. You, sh- you should just not. Yeah, pack just it up. Don't. Just, just don't. Forget about it. And I, I did hear that that kid, I wish that we had his name, and I wish we had it pulled up. I think it was like a weird thing that came around like last like Tuesday or Wednesday, and we yeah. uh, kind of forgot about it, lost in the shuffle. But yeah, he should have been the weapon of up the there month. For, yeah, at least weapon <laughs> of the month. We already have a weapon of the year picked out. But uh, the <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that kid was doing, but I remember looking through the comments, and someone's like, oh, you should have seen his Facebook post. He had a whole post blaming someone else, and then he fucking deleted it because everyone started ragging on him. I'm like, oh, wow. But, I don't who, know how you blame anyone who else was there. there to blame? <laughs> Yeah, no idea. Um, what the fucking but, uh, steering wheel would just turn itself. <laughs> speaking of, uh, you know, I, I just, just said that Couch Racer uh, tweeted out the Jesse Awuji wreck, and that's how I ended up seeing it. I, I made my Couch Racer debut today. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I was uh, <clears throat> sitting around at work right before I took lunch, and uh, Freddie, uh, I'd already talked to him at Dover. He said that he was gonna, I was going to be, uh, you know, kind of debuting on there, I guess, pretty soon. And so he asked me for a little video snippet. Don't, for, for, don't uh, forget about us when you're famous. Uh, I will. Um, <laughs> Thank you so it, much. It said Black Flag Pod. It was it was oh. for all of us. Oh. Um, and uh, so he was like, yeah, yeah, no, just uh, just say something about, you know, Lee and how you had the BFP gang there or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, hey. Or he's like, hey, just say, like, you know, your name's B-Sauce, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, yeah, just uh, 10 seconds. All right, like, let me, uh, what should I say? All right, yeah, uh, B-Sauce here. You know, uh, me and the BFP gang went over to Lee USA Speedway last uh, this past weekend. We watched Doug Kobe. uh Kind of walk away, uh, or kind of dominate the uh, the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour race at New Hampshire Center of Speed, and uh, I sa- I saved that one. He asked for two videos. I sent him a second one, which was like, "Oh, Doug Kobe picks up his second win in the uh, Tommy Baldwin number seven uh, NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour car, whatever." I said, and uh, then I well, got on the treadmill at the gym because I was on my lunch break, and I stopped, and I'm like, "Now that I think about it, I don't think that Doug Kobe really dominated that race." <laughs> And he he didn't, um, and the only reason why I know he didn't actually dominate, we did, obviously were socializing quite a bit, and there was a lot of alcohol involved, uh, believed to be a factor, so wait on the toxicology reports, but uh, I saw the, <laughs> I saw like how the, the lap money was dispersed, and Doug Kobe got like $850, and uh, Matt Hirschman got like four grand, and I was like, uh, uh, did I miss something? <laughs> I don't remember yeah, Matt. Yeah, I most of the race. Uh, Matt Hirschman led, I know, uh, early uh, for a while, and uh, Jake Johnson was there hanging around kind of all day. J.B. Fortin was going to win the fucking race if Justin Bonsignor didn't spin down the back chute. Uh, had that fucking nailed. Um, and then, unfortunately, that caution came out. And uh, Doug Requested an interview with Justin, was promptly told to fuck off. Um, Which we were at Atlantic City, too, and then uh, I told him not to flip, and then he did. So. Nice guy. Real nice guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and uh, so the uh, only other thing that I had racing-wise before we can kind of bash NASCAR for a second if we want because uh, <laughs> that was fucked up was uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, Stafford uh, street stock finish from Friday night. Super close. Holy fuck. Uh, Jason F- F- Finkbean? Finkbean? Something like that. Can, uh, five can you say that? One thousandth of a second over Travis Downey. And it was like... I watching the video you're like there's no way Travis Downey's gonna win this and uh I will just go with Jason uh got a hell of a run on the top and it was it was the closest finish I've seen in fucking quite a while um probably the most exciting finish uh since Stephen Kopsick won that race that they took away from him so 
that was uh, that was cool to see. I wish wish we were there. Stephen Kopsik did end up picking up the win with uh, the BFP sticker uh, on the car, and for uh, all I know, that they haven't taken this one away. So hopefully uh, that sticks and uh, BFP back in Stafford Victory Lane. Hopefully, <coughs> uh, hopefully there's some more Stephen Kopsik, uh, good little race car driver. Oh. Some BFP oh. pals at Oxford had good nights. Cook Matt Cookson, Max Cookson, Cooks Maxson, yeah. Uh, finished second in the real super, popular in the super late models. Hit a bunch of shit, so that's cool. Happy for him. <laughs> um, the Barth brothers second and third in the uh, Mad Bomber Stonks. Smite won. Yep, Smitty won. Then you look at Oxford's website, and there's just a picture of it with no results. It says results pending. Uh, sounds like uh, three quarters of the four car field got disqualified. Other than Smitty, is what it yes. sounds like. Yeah, but... the winner was the only one to pass. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Tough look for the rest of the kids. Yeah. Uh, we would be remiss to not bring up the fact that Dave Cameron won the inaugural Black Flag Podcast Ridge Runner Race at the USA, USA Speedway, Speedway Friday night. Uh, Fuck yeah. Does have a Black Flag Podcast sticker somewhere on that race car, I think. Um, uh, he made sure to let me know that we, after we shouted him up for finishing second at Star last week, he was promptly disqualified. Uh, well, so. Tough. Tough look. You'll <laughs> <laughs> have that on them bigger jobs. And then, uh, yeah, Chris Wilson picked up the uh, win north of the border. Hey, north of the border, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I, is that what so, is that? Is that like a pass mod? It's, or like, a, it's like a, it's like yeah, yeah. similar. I don't know. They're kind of ugly. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it looks like a it looks like a tour mod, but it has like a Monte Carlo front clip on it, yeah. and it, it, it's interesting. Is that our first international victory? No, he won last year a bunch with our sticker on the car, but, but he, he's he the only the, guy. Yeah, he is the guy that uh, this, keeps the official keeps that torch the official going. podcast of uh, World Mister Worldwide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Black Flagged International. Uh, <laughs> Adam Lovejoy picked up the win. I uh, don't know if, if he has a sticker on the car. I don't think he does, but a friend of the program uh, has had his sticker yep. for uh, quite a while in the over, past. Over Billin. Yeah, Bibbin. Bibbin, who uh, another friend of the program. Dylan's uh, having a good year. Yep. Lo- lots of podiums for yep. the, uh, the, the O-Deuce. Connor McDougal picked up a win. Does have a BFP sticker on his car. Uh, that's cool. Did a new redemption. <laughs> yeah, and a, probably half a new wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get punted out of the way this time. Yeah. And uh, Devin Deshays won the Legend Car race up at uh, White Mountain, and so did uh, oh, and so did uh, Trevor Cross finish second. Trevor Cross didn't also win. There was one race. Uh, <laughs> so I know that uh, they're both friends of the program. So. Yep, yep. That was Kevin uh, Gerard texted me shit. yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna get a phone call. Um, but some guy that I guess wrecked his car and needs work. Now, tell me if I'm wrong here, fellas. But You're wrong. Settles <laughs> that. In today's era of the fucking, we're trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. I just do not answer my phone if I don't have the number yeah, saved. Yeah, a thousand percent. No shot. I got like nine phone calls today, and I assume some of them were probably that guy, but never once left a voicemail. And I'm like, me you don't leave a voicemail i'm not calling you back because i don't know if this is a legitimate number or not or text right. me yeah yeah whatever anything yeah. a voicemail i have a voicemail like just hey i need work done on my race car just all you gotta do is tell me yep i'm not calling you back because <laughs> nothing's more awkward when you do call someone back and they're like I-, I didn't call you it's like well this number did yeah no it wasn't me so yeah i yeah. Uh, i had a controversial opinion that i had in my notes after um we uh after the, that dude in Buffalo went into a grocery store and started shooting people. Um, should be good. So, yeah. Yeah, bear with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're saying you're no. on his side of it? Uh, absolutely not. No. Uh, I'm actually saying Bradley, I, think, I think that we need to bring back public executions. You know, really keep people in line. You know, just <clears throat> fucking city center. I'm telling you, old western style, 19, 18, 15, 72, whatever. I mean, I'm telling you. Come on, like, come out to city center. Bring your biggest rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. No, I'm telling you. Like, like the Buffalo shooter, one of like perfect candidate. People that stop at yields. 
perfect candidate. I mean, like, like I'm telling you, it used to be a proper society. I mean, back in Salem, you know, witchcraft's bullshit. Get that one off the fucking books. Adultery's not that bad. As I could say that as someone who's never cheated on a spouse. That was like third on the list. I don't, I don't get it. Like murder, terrible. People stop at yields, terrible. The, the worst. People who don't leave voicemails, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> People that throw the fucking checker and they throw the caution. P- people that don't put their Terrible. shopping carts away. Well, <clears throat> I watched that video because I'm, because I'm a <laughs> fucked up human. I watched that Buffalo video sitting in the parking lot of a grocery store and then had peak anxiety. I'm like, why, it, did, why did I do that? It wasn't like it was like your... It, it wasn't... Yeah, we had we had to watch that video because it was sent to us. Didn't have no, it to. was sent to us, and there was not really a ton of fucking context. So I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Clicked on it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what is going on?" And it was just, Tough. I didn't quite make a lot of sense. But I yeah, guess I haven't it. seen it. Public so the kid like went live on Twitch with like a GoPro like helmet cam, and he literally like drives up to a grocery store, puts the car in park. You see him reach over, grab a extremely high powered rifle, and just walk out and. Doof! That's where it starts. Jesus Christ. And it does not stop for a long time. <laughs> yeah, apparently I didn't watch that much of it. I would definitely watch the first part. Um, and then, yeah, once he, like, actually yeah, the store, I'm like, oh, my when God. When he got to, like, four, I, I, I tapped out. Yeah. Um, that's a As lot. I was sitting in the parking lot of a grocery store. Yeah, that's a lot. And then I had to go inside, and I'm like... <laughs> Did you hear about that clown that uh, escaped jail in somewhere, like, Auburn or some shit? Throws his... Uh, throws like an his... actual, like, Krusty the Clown? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, this guy, like, he escapes the county jail or whatever. He's there for, like, selling all of the drugs ever, I guess. And he throws his pants over the barbed wire and then goes over the barbed wire, pantless, uh, <laughs> then steals a car in the parking lot in which someone parked outside of the jail, unlocked with their key in it, uh, <laughs> steals the car, goes on a chase, blows the right front out, just wheels it into somebody's like house, mucks it into the middle of the woods in which they then catch him, and now he's in way more trouble than he was to begin with. Did they give him his pants back? Nope, nope, right on the barbed wire. I hope yeah. he had like a, a petty larceny charge. <laughs> I hope that he was just fucking in the drunk tank or something. And if he d- if he did all of that shit and he was like gonna be in there for like forty eight hours, get him to city center. Bring a rock. <laughs> Come on down to city center, I'll get you a biggest rock. <laughs> we'll stone the man to death. <laughs> I just assumed that's what it was like in the 1700s. You, <laughs> like, just, you just had a guy yelling. A you just had a guy yelling in the Can middle you of imagine? the town. Imagine, like before modern come medicine, on, come on. you got like 35 <laughs> years to live. Like you're probably not going to do something that bad. But I mean, like you, like you said, fucking witchcraft. Like it's it's, it's bullshit. No. <laughs> What do you, what is bullshit? Witchcraft. Well, yeah. Literally, well, if you look well, at the like, part of being a witch, though, every like you were fucked no matter what. It's like, all right, we're gonna throw you in the water. If you can swim, you're a witch. If you drown, <laughs> you're still dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what? That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty foolproof Look, logic. I swear I to God, I've watched. I, I'm fascinated by it because I'm like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Like, wh- how good were the drugs? And obviously not good because the life expectancy was fucking 35. But like, if you look at the list, like in Salem, whenever that fucking whole thing happened, I like, I didn't even know what adultery meant. If you look, it's literally like. Uh, witchcraft is number one, like most fucking forbiddable. Thou shall not look at another woman's ankle. Forbiddable, <laughs> like offenses. It's literally like one witchcraft, like two adultery, like three people that stop at yields, <laughs> like 
four like petty larceny five is murder it's like what the fuck are we talking like that doesn't even make sense well, how is murder some, down there well, murder's some, not even on the podium that's no. the problem some, yeah. sometimes murder's justifiable but thou shall absolutely not look at another woman's ankle we cannot Can't have, have it that. cannot have it <laughs> No, the, the the witch thing is wild because it, it was everything. No right. matter what you did, can you imagine just taking one of those people that was like everything is you're a witch, and you just throw them into 2022, and you show them like a cell phone? How how did or, we get here? Or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love I would love to. I would feel like just like, if you walked into like that like society all- with your cell phone, like you're maybe an AirPod in, and they're just like <laughs> they're like. Hey, sir, what song are you listening to? You're like, ah, oh, uh, she had me at Heads Carolina by Cole Swindell. They'll be like, what is this sorcery? Fucking take the phone, and then you're dead. Come like on, come on. Get your rocks. Come to the city center. Yeah. <laughs> Witchcraft. <laughs> like, what a fucking society. Like, can you imagine? I want time Everybody's travel dead. to exist. I want to go back, and I want everyone to have GoPros. I just want to see it. It's, like, partially why I'm obsessed with the Amish, because, like, I just don't understand, man. Like... Uh, like life is it's so much easier life is like a box of chocolates well wait and you can't even eat the fucking chocolates because they're they're, they're not you didn't they're lights that's like modern fucking technology you gotta go into like a store and fucking i don't know my my favorite part about the amish is that like they have their own sub like culture and old like subset of laws that pertain to only them witchcraft but like but like they'll take their buggies out but they still have to put like lights on the back of them so you don't get smoked by a fucking cadillac (laughs) yeah it's like no we don't believe in that horse versus truck the truck wins every time yeah every time i remember i was like 16 and like i just i'm fascinated by the ones that are like strict 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 like i wake up like go fucking hunt a goose or something but like i was i was like 16 and my dad and i were like oh, like let's go, go to butter we just yeah fuck off oh, show me your cankles fucking so we're on the way to pittsburgh Thou shall not look at we another stop. one's cankles we stop at a fucking rest area in the middle of pennsylvania and we walk into what could only be described as a little house on the prairie and it was like the most fascinating thing i've ever seen seen like it's like 11 o'clock at night and i got they're all just sitting in there there's nothing like there's no McDonald's like open. There's nothing open. They're literally just must have been like raining at their fucking teepee or something. But like it was. But, so when I was in a when I, I was in Ohio, horses, did they like Uber there? I don't think that's allowed. When I, what? <laughs> there was no horses Uber. outside. How would you Uber a horse? Oh, Do you throw a pigeon? That's witchcraft. That would have to be. They just no. Float. So when I'm I was gonna get your stones down to city center. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Ohio, I'm keep uh, saying that. we had this. Uh, I rented out this shop there with a couple buddies of mine. And they had like dirt UMP dirt mods, and I had my car that I was getting ready to bring back and forth, you know, to home, the main and back. And uh, like to the left of it, up up above, there was an apartment that a very, I assume, nice Mennonite family uh, rented out. Now Mennonite is basically just Amish, but every day is cheat day. Um, oh, they, I could do like, that. Like they dress, they dress, and like you like, can still use Tinder. Yeah, they they dress in the garb, but like they <laughs> swipe right on McGruber. <laughs> Ezekiel's looking awfully dapper. He's got that sweet neck beard. <laughs> Jeremiah <laughs> doing a hell of a job. No, they, so it, but like yeah, it's the Amish. But every day is cheat day. They wear the clothes and shit. And I think that they like go to church once in a while. But they like they had a minivan and they go to the store and buy cl- like All right, food I'm out. and shit. I'm out. So like I don't understand. Like well, you you can't you got need like hair product to curl it, your sideburns. And you want- <laughs> <laughs> but you but like. I just wanted to have a conversation with like, like straight up, like strict 
Amish people and be like, do you have any idea how much easier life is than this? Like, <laughs> isn't like, it like, are those the ones that just absolutely go fucking bananas for like Rumspringa or something? Yeah, they like, just, yeah. Like that's when it's just like the fucking purge happens. Yeah. It's the wild west. Yeah, like, you, you, turn, they you turn 16 what and your that? parents are like, oh, by the way. We're gonna Life s- doesn't totally suck. You get a week to figure it out. Yeah, here, we're going to send you out oh. into, like, normal people for a weekend, yeah. and you just get fucked up on heroin. Yeah, and, and then some and of them go- never come back. And they're like, oh, my God, this is way better. <laughs> Electricity is not evil. It's great. What a life. Unbelievable. Like, oh. Racing podcast. It's just so cool when you see them in public. We need like, to race horse and Fucking buggies. Jeremiah we needs Pine Salt to fucking <laughs> brush should. off his top hat, and he's just happened to be, like, strolling through his shawls. You're like, what well, are you pine doing? Pine Salt. Witchcraft. Can't use it. Oh, fuck. Get your stones. Come down to one season. <laughs> <laughs> we have an audience for this show. <laughs> People fucking listen to this. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we're, yeah. We're, we're recording in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. Hi, Rusty. Rusty. Rusty's sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the uh, NASCAR All Star race was a fucking monstrosity, and they should just uh, they should just blow. I didn't up. even like. I don't even know what Never happened. I saw everybody was butthurt about a window net, and Ryan Blaney won twice. Uh, yeah, Ryan Blaney won twice, and so does he uh, win two million now? Yeah, he should. The the first he won, and then the, they like legitimately the guy had the checkered flag in his hand. They threw the yellow about from me to Rusty away, and and that's like about fifteen feet. Um, and so they put the yellow lights on. Guy like just throws a checker behind him, throws a yellow, and apparently no one told Ryan Blaney's crew or anyone because they're all celebrating. They go a whole lap of them celebrating. Blaney takes down his window net, as you do when you win a race, and then the pace car comes back out, and everyone's like, ah, what, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> so then he's trying to put the fucking window net back up. The crew's literally, like, trying to teach him, like, how to do it because it's, like, so intricate. Yeah, like, they literally have the biggest fucking the dude on the crew right. snapping it back in. And so he literally gets it up. They're going down the back stretch with the lights off on the pace car, and his window net is not up. His window net is attached where, like, you would think it would be difficult to attach, and the bar is not fucking attached. You can see that's hanging down. They throw the green. He goes out. Him and Denny damn near fucking wreck coming out of two. Go, Ryan Blaney obviously goes on to win the race, and fucking world peace is, you'd think, is uh, back to normal. Everything is uh, everything settles down. And um, as much as I hate Denny Hamlin... Denny Hamlin got out and he, he didn't really throw like he, so basically Bob Parker's tweet was like Denny Hamlin I rate with uh, you know NASCAR's ruling of this and how Ryan Blaney whatever and I watched the interview and I thought that Denny Hamlin was very like politically correct I thought that he was very I didn't you know, think honest he, I didn't about think his, he threw a temper tantrum no. I think what he had to say was accurate but like I don't know in that moment he knew all of the facts team either. owner Denny seems to be more methodical and calculated with what he says. Yeah, I mean you have to be right <laughs> when you have, especially when you have the Jordan brand, which is a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Why? What do they sell? Yeah, well, it's stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Elephant shoes, apparently, hot commodity. Like yeah, shoes for the elephants. or yes. shoes made of elephants. Yeah, they're huge. It's wild. Holy fuck. <laughs> made of elephants. Cancel them. Get them down to city center. <laughs> hey, get your stones. <laughs> come on, come on. Come throw big rocks at the elephant. <laughs> Bring your own rocks. B y o r. Uh, a, a shoe for an elephant would be like the size of a 55 gallon barrel it'd probably it? be about the size of an elephant foot <laughs> thank you for that so, facts by charlie <laughs> americans will literally use anything to measure except the metric system <laughs> christ thinks about the size of an elephant's foot uh so we should probably make picks oh, well, actually yeah. actually i got one thing here uh, Texas Motor Speedway, we do have a new Puskas Pooper review as well, too. Uh, this is from Chris Puskas, the, the engine guy for Austin Cindric, the number two machine. 
Uh, Puska's Pooper Review. 5.4 out of 10. That's tough. That's a 54%. Dark yet peaceful. Narrow stall and sandpaper for shit tickets. Overwhelming odor. <laughs> Overwhelming odor of pine saw. The, uh, the oscillating fan that when it hits you right blows some very crisp, refreshing air into your stall like the wind on an autumn day. Not going to call mom about this one, but might have the wife pick up a fan for our bathroom at home. Can you imagine he fucking walks out and Jeremiah's just fucking scrubbing his top hat with pine saw? Just looks over at him. (laughs) I love how you never told me about his fucking review. Like, we never know about these until you actually say them on the show. And pine saw just had two plugs, three plugs, (laughs) no free ads. Pine saw, fucking four of them right in a row. Uh, that was, yeah. to be official, fair, that was the first time I read it too. The yeah. official podcast of Pine Salt. My yeah. uh, my grinds my gears. Actually, I'll just end with this uh, before we do picks. My grinds my gears is uh, how every time we go to fucking Buffalo Wild Wings after this, the goddamn Celtics are playing. We have to listen to seventeen fucking scream wings beers sports. <laughs> I'm so fucking sick of the Celtics. God damn it. Me too. Like I want. I thought them to that do guy good. was Jason Tatum, like, and then every he, time, apparently it was not in the game. Every time we go there, they fucking do bad and they lose, and everyone's all butthurt, and they're down by like sixteen and fucking. I don't know, Steve Nash fucking hits a three for Miami or whatever, and everyone's like, what the fuck? God damn it! I'm like, oh my God, dude. I am literally just trying to eat my fucking I just want wings. some cheese curds, dude. Just, dude I'm just like, <laughs> fuck. God, like, I, I promise that, like, no matter what happens in this game, man, the fucking sun's going to come up tomorrow. Also, like, I promise none of us care about basketball. No, oh my I God, don't know. Fuck. No. But, like, never once, even if, like, it was something that I, I don't actually care about anything enough to yell about it in public like that. But if I did, um, I definitely would just probably watch from home. Uh-huh. Like my salary doesn't change based on what the fuck happens to the Boston Celtics. Like, no, I no, I could not. I could not care less about the the sports yeah, ball. You get it, yeah, sports ball, yeah, sports ball. I know what you just almost <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have we ever had to actually edit out something? Oh, yeah. yes. of us have said, yeah, yes. a couple times. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I had a complaint. Uh, I actually, somebody put a complaint in the complaint jar. Uh, it was Nate Barth. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, every I didn't even know this. Apparently, everything prior to episode twenty six is just dead. Probably, yeah. Uh, episode one, I think, is still out there. That's what I thought. Apparently, not. Oh, that's fine. Starts at twenty six. Only take a second to on, find on out. Spotify. Well, that's a bummer. That means uh, we probably <laughs> just overloaded the fucking system. You know, that'll happen. Well, when, <clears throat> when we're that great, I mean, <clears throat> uh, every once in a while, the, you know, the shows get overly popular and then they just fucking vanish from the internet. So, um, you know, that just happens from time to time. It'd be fucking sweet if it would load, but it won't load. So <laughs> maybe you're right, Nate. Maybe you're wrong. I don't know. Anyway, picks. Where do they race this weekend? Coke six hundred. Oh, oh, home game. Um, Charlie gets to go first. Uh, Bobby, you keep not sending us the who ha, who's picked what so far, and we're like twenty races into well, it. Well, I'm last. I need every advantage I can get here. Uh, Coke six hundred. Uh, Kane or cola? Yep. Um, I don't even know. They they used to Fords be able to grab their garbage. fucking coke that actually had the cocaine in it and go down to city center. Get your rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, you can tell Bob's burnt out because he didn't say stones. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, bring your fucking rocks. <laughs> extra, extra. Uh, Coke 600, Coke 600, Coke 600. Give me the... Yep. The... Who have I picked? Have I picked anybody twice yet? Nope. 10, 5, 99, 24, 8, 9, 11, 16, 14, 6, 48, 
Give me the one. Un. Give me the one. Un. Oh, I don't know who I should pick for Charlotte. Everybody sucks, and all the guys that don't suck I've already used. That's tough. I didn't really give this much thought. <clears throat> and now I'm stalling. Well, there goes your advantage. Great for this fucking <laughs> audio program where I stand here just fiddle-fucking around. Oh. Man, this is tough. Yeah, you know what? Just... Uh, Fucking give me a... No, 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 Wow. Wow, 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 Bob. Jesus, tits, people are like, what's going on? Kyle Bush, I haven't used him yet. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you can give me Denny Hamlin because I haven't used him either. So the 1, the 18, and the 11. Yeah. Good for us. All right. So what are we doing this weekend, boys? Oh, yeah. I, uh, fuck, I got a whole road trip planned out ahead of me. Claremont on Friday night for the 15,000 to win... Tour mod race, the uh, racing racers honoring racers, one hundred I think, um, pretty decent stout uh, entry list I guess for that one. Uh, Matt Hirschman, Doug Kobe, uh, a bunch of other guys on there. It seemed like it was a pretty long list. Probably a bunch of guys that aren't uh, entered yet that are still going to show up. So uh, going to go to Claremont, some place that I don't usually go to. Only been to once in my entire life. Um, it's uh, yeah. Just the drive there. I fucking, I can't. I can't. It's so far over in, in uh, New Hampshire that when you punch in a, a New Hampshire address, you know, it just, my mind automatically goes, it's like, oh, it's like uh, 45 minutes to an hour and a half away. You know, Hudson's about an hour and a half away. And um, punch in Claremont and it says that you're like uh, two hours and 50 minutes away. And you're like, God fucking damn it. Uh, so I'm going to do that and uh, going to make a whole weekend out of it and uh, then head uh, right on over to Thunder Road, uh, second favorite racetrack in the, on the planet, in the planet, if you will. Um, Inside and, uh, the planet? <clears throat> yep. It's underground. Yep. And uh, so we're going to be over there uh, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, the uh, tri-track race, they got, uh, I believe they got the late models Flying Tigers, the uh, Street Stonks, which is their four cylinders, and uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of other stuff. Should be a great uh, day of racing over at Thunder Road on Sunday if uh, anyone is uh, not really doing anything. Probably uh, probably the best Sunday show that they have, uh, that, that, or that is going on in New England uh, this uh, this coming weekend, uh, either that or obviously go over to uh, to Hudson. I don't know if Hudson races on Monday this week, this uh I don't know. Typically they do. <clears throat> Typically they do race on Monday. I know that. I got to work on Monday, unfortunately. Um, you know, Hudson's usually our destination for a Sunday, um, but I will be uh, making a whole road trip out of it. So looking forward to that. Doing a cornhole tournament on Saturday over at Thunder Road, and uh, Reagan and I uh, should probably be out first round, and uh, we'll uh, just have have some beers, have a whole weekend, you know, to just kind of hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Uh, I'm taking a weekend off. There will be no automobile racing in my life for the entire weekend. I'm not going to any racetracks. I'm not doing anything. I'll probably work on my big block car a little bit one of the weekend days, and I will probably be at a campsite or a campfire of some sorts while the Indy 500 is on, and I will probably watch it, but that's about the closest thing to anything automobile racing related I got going on this weekend. We've uh, obviously had a pretty solid start to the year, but it's nice to have a, a weekend off to kind of recharge we were all gas no brakes this past weekend and uh, pretty worn out did have a realization today though that's my first feature win as an actual host of the show wow i never won when i was on here the first time and i won a bunch when i quit and uh haven't won since i got back so well that's good i'm glad that you right. kept it going even though you came back yeah hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, this weekend, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Uh, Puss Nuts over there on the couch asked if I would spot for him at Oxford. Um, I also got an interesting phone call from JB Fortin about apparently Jennerstown this weekend. Um, so I don't know about any of that yet. Uh, just all maybes as of right now. Also got a sh- shitload of stuff to do around the house still. Uh, Lisa is uh, my mother, obviously, uh, but she's uh, in track to maybe come back home at the end of the week. Uh, physical therapy, OT, also going well for her. Uh, one thing I did want to shout out real quick. Um, I was at my car uh, in the pit area at Wiscasset this past weekend, and I'm just kind of standing at the uh, the tail of it, and this uh, nice fellow comes up on a golf cart, and he comes up. He's like, hey, man, I just wanted to introduce myself. Um, I'm really good friends with uh, Doug Franklin. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. And he's like, yeah, uh, he, he served with your father overseas. So this is a conversation I'm not expecting to have at all. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I know Doug pretty well i've met him over at the the reunions that they have in ohio and things like that it's really cool he's like yeah no i, I just want to let you know like i just wanted to introduce myself like a big fan of the show um me my both my sons we all listen you know naturally i listen first and then figure out what they can't listen to afterwards um <laughs> uh, but no uh shout out to the uh the whole mckee family garrett mckee uh senior his little kids uh uh junior and i believe jack was the other one uh all racers all race car drivers um Garrett Jr. I think has a modified and a shitbox of some sort, and uh, little Jack has a go kart that I think he runs at uh, Richmond. So cool to meet those guys. Uh, cool to get that side of it. A little bit of positivity coming out of the show. So uh, just shout out to the whole McKees there. Hope you guys are listening, and uh, it's cool to meet all of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's all I got, boys. I don't think yeah. uh, I actually <clears throat> full disclosure had no notes whatsoever for this weekend. I didn't I either. Or for this week, for this I actually show. had a, I had a fuck ton of notes. We covered all of it, so uh, which maybe I should have taken notes and I might have remembered more of what went on Saturday. Lee. Well, I, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, like like you said, it was too busy. It was not too busy, but it was busy. We were too busy uh, in there socializing and uh, meeting a lot of people that we hadn't met before. A lot of people that uh, came to the racetrack. Yeah, it was nice to Whether, put some put some faces to names. People that you know. You, I interact with on social media, but you don't really know, yeah, you know who they yeah. are. Um, so yeah, there's cool. a lot of that going on. Um, I know that Les Rose won the uh, the uh, what the four banger mod Modified. deal. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, pretty good at that. Uh, I think I, I feel like I see. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I mentally time, checked out for that race for sure, <clears throat> and the mini stocks as well. But. I was checked out for the mini stocks and the Nema Light. That was about the time that everyone started filtering in from Star, so we didn't really get to. Uh, I mean, we, we were kind of just over there talking, shooting the shit with a bunch of other people. But uh, being an open wheel guy, I, I tuned into the Nema Light race, got a couple pals that race, um, and I said to Brad earlier, "They was like, well, we could probably go ne- uh, interview a Nema Light guy if you wanted to." And you're like, "I don't want to." Like, okay. <laughs> well, I just didn't know any of those guys down there. I didn't think that you did either. So. I know a few of them, but <laughs> yeah. I actually think PJ Sturgis listens to the show. So. Does he? Hmm. Um, I don't know if Michael Pernasiglio was down there. He probably was, but uh, didn't really. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, we, uh, we yeah, were yeah, he was. He it was, was such racing, a fuck show trying to get interviews, like because we were just so. Derek, <coughs> we were good one. Out. We were perfect. We were like we were we were there, like ready to interview, and then we waited around for fifteen minutes uh, for the NASCAR thing, and just bouncing back and forth. And so we were like, we, Bobby and I basically just got sick of it. We went to Applebee's um, after six interviews. And, and you know what? That steak was pretty fucking good. Yeah, for microwave food, it was, it was good. pretty good. It was so much just butter and yeah. salt. <laughs> but, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, let's go get some. Uh, let's go get some more microwave food. Episode six, 
168. Brought to you by Original Wheelman. I know Brad already said that. But yep. Brandon Brown. Can't forget. Brandon uh, Brown. Yep, that was... Uh, Janet Guthrie. <clears throat> Jesus. Could be. Chad Monroe on a local level. Yep. He was a 68 Sports Series car. Yeah, Brandon Brown was the only one that I had on my mind, so that's... uh. Let's go, Brandon. Yep. Yep. 69 next week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> nice. one. 169. That's uh, that one's gonna be. Uh, I think that one's gonna be a good one. I think that we're uh, we're gonna get a guest on. Oh my God, Tanner Woodard. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that was good. Charlie, oh my God. Bring your microphone back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Charlie was already on his way to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, all right. Yeah, episode one sixty nine next week. We'll see you. Uh, see you next Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, cunt. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.